welcome everybody to Meet Aspen Kinetics. This is January 2015, and I would like to welcome you and introduce myself. I'm Michelle Wald, and I'll be hosting today. I'm passionate about the system called Aspen Kinetics and how it can improve your practice. I've been a physical therapist for 24 years and a massage therapist for 15. I've been an Aspen practitioner since 2001, and I'm currently in the teacher training program. I want to talk to you about how you can increase your expertise and transform your practice by using Aspen Kinetics techniques. In this work, there's unlimited applications for massage therapists, physical therapists, personal trainers, yoga, and Hawaii constructors. I have found that the expertise you learn in Aspen Kinetics will help fill your practice, improve your own body, while keeping your mind on the cutting edge. I'll interview a very special Aston practitioner today to give you some insight about the scope and possibility of this training. His name is Harvey Rodarian, and he's been practicing his healing arts for 44 years. He's been a teacher for the Aston Kinetics for many years in the advanced training, and he's a seasoned Rolfer biodynamic craniosacral therapist, and a visceral instructor as well. So stay tuned after this short intro, and we'll be interviewing Harvey about how Aspen Kinetics has improved his practice. First, I want to tell you a little bit more about Aspen Kinetics. This is a system. It's a system of assessment, advanced fascial release techniques, and movement coaching created by Judith Aspen. Judith Aspen has been developing her system for the last 50 years. She started in movement and dance, exploring self-expression and how the body relates with the earth, and designing functional movement programs for dancers, athletes, and actors after getting her MFA at UCLA. After she had a couple of severe car accidents, Judith brought out Iyer Rolf in 1968. Dr. Rolf was teaching a massage form that could affect the structure to decrease pain. Idolf had found out that Judith designed movement programs and invited her to create the first Rolfing movement program at the end of her first session, mainly to help people maintain the Rolf line. Of course, Judith accepted and went on to work with Idolf until 1977 when she branched out on her own. Judith took her innate ability to see posture and movement dynamically to make her movement coaching and fascial assessment feel more natural than the traditional skyhook model and eventually went beyond the constraints of the Roth line. After all, we don't actually have a skyhook and it's not comfortable to hold posture effortfully. So... Judith believed in the more natural use of the physical forces of the earth to sustain dynamic posture versus holding a static and ideal model. Her detailed palpation, body mapping assessment to verify her visual assessment during her tenure at the Rolf Institute. These skills are introduced in her fundamental classes, Acid Kinetics 101 through 104 seeing with insight, and moving beyond posture. In the Body Works 1 and 2, where you learn the Aspen massage technique. And I'll tell you a little bit more about that at the end of our talk. So Judith, being a rather petite person, found the physical practice of rolfing 
challenging on her body. In fact, Ida Rolf almost did not train her because of her size. The efforts of Rolfing effect on the body was mainly appealing to bigger men. And uh, But Judah, being an innovator, was always seeking to work smarter and not harder to improve efficiency. She began to play with the body mechanics, force, angles, and timing of the rolfing techniques, and eventually created her own forms of body work, which were much gentler on the practitioner and the client, while still being very effective in changing structure and alignment because it was very specific. From the beginning, advanced rolfers were taking her classes to prolong their practice by improving their body mechanics, enhancing their palpation skills, and using these advanced techniques. If you're creative and want more than a sequence of moves or exercises to do with your clients, this training may be for you. I have been doing this for over 15 years, and honestly, I'm not ever bored of my practice. Each session is new, and I get to work on the next thing with my clients. Acid Kinetics has three fascial release forms. The Aston Massage Worm, which is a spiraling technique that integrates all the layers, which you'll learn in Bodyworks 1 and 2. Myokinetics is the specific technique to address scar tissue and those tightest fascial bands, which are resistant to most techniques. This you can learn in the Aston Certification Program. The Arthrokinetic is the most powerful and deep technique, which assesses the most tightly held areas along the bones and joints, and this form is learned only in the advanced certification training, arthrokinetic. The asset movement and fitness forms create a lovely massaging and toning effect, which trains the nervous system to find more optimal alignment in motion while strengthening or stretching the body. By making gravity your friend, you can release built-up stress in your body as you work and use the upside of gravity that's a ground reaction force to make your work less effortful. The result is an elegant play between gravity and ground reaction force to massage your fascia with movement and train your neurology to find optimal alignment. You may have heard about the latest fascial and neurological research bringing fascial anatomy and how we affect the nervous system into the mainstream. And it has been a hot topic in body work, yoga, and fitness in the last few years. Many people have tried to figure out how to make this information fit into the practice beyond just talking about the receptors and movement. And in reality, bottom line, adding mindful movement into your practice integrates this new information in a very practical way for your client. Don't you want them to be able to look... Use the good work you have done on the table without the movement coaching. They won't have the opportunity to find and explore different postural options that they can use in their functions. I'd like you to consider that Judith has been quietly working out the details of optimal fascial movement for the last 50 years. I would urge you to study with a master of movement and fascial relief while she's still teaching. Really, don't miss this opportunity. Stay on the call and hear more about how you could study with Judith Aston. She's one of the few direct lineages of teachers from Dr. Rolf still practicing. Now, I would like to introduce Harvey Rudarian. He is on the Aston faculty in the advanced program at Arthrokinetics. 
He specializes in working uh, with the cranial system and the viscera. And I think I've taken at least five of his classes. And each time I gain a new and deeper perspective how important connecting the viscera with the structural body. Hi, Harvey. How are you today? I'd like to talk to you a little bit about your practice. You've been practicing a long time. Tell me your secret to your longevity and, and what originally attracted, attracted you to Aspen Kinetics. Hi, Hi, Michelle. Hi, Harvey. How are you today? Oh, I'm just um, thrilled to be here talking to you and talking about one of my favorite subjects. Sitting here in my house in Malibu, California, kind of blessed. I'm looking up the ocean, up the coast, and um, kind of reminded of the um, the natural flow of nature, which sort of steps right out. And and you know, I'll let you go ahead. And um, but I I just say that uh, right off, you know, what comes to me is that um, one of my dear blessings, you know, in this work, which is the topic of our discussion today, is that. I was I've, I've been able to for the last golly actually I started to study with Judith in 1973 so but certainly in the, since I was certified in 80 in the early 80s you know to integrate you know as a as a vocation as a as a way of um, interfacing with my my life and my profession you know all the natural parts you know that I'm visualizing right now as I look up the coast because Judith really was a natural scientist not so much a scientific scientist but a natural scientist and I oftentimes have said to her that I think that she sort of decoded the nature of the reality of incorporating these bodies and the interface of these bodies to to the earth and to the um, all the various activities that we do um, not a technique but an extraordinary paradigm so for me you know especially with my daughter being a computer programmer and software engineer. I love this word. Um, She really created a platform Mm -hmm. from which so many other applications can be interfaced with because it's actually a platform that has a paradigm that has a truth in it that actually matches, you know, this, um, this reality on the planet in gravity. So that's actually been very liberating for me to have discovered her. So go right ahead. I'll let you, and then that's my introduction. (laughs) Well, well, awesome. I mean, that really kind of speaks to what I want to hear from you, because that's one of uh, my uh, perspectives as well. It's like Aspen Kinetics is like an operating system for the body. Yes. We can insert pretty much any other body work form and uh, apply this interface which automatically like through the techniques and the perspective connects with the reality of the experience of the structural body on the planet so that that something is a a little hard to talk about, and that's one of the reasons why I started having these calls is to really get different perspectives on this very thing to help people understand what is it here that we're doing. And right, right. It's that. really a felt experience when you're when it, it, the, the, the words. You know, we look for the words, 
probably poetry would be better. <laughs> but I like I like when you said it's really a, it's a dance. Yeah. When you really are yeah. doing the work, you know, the art of the work, it comes through mm-hmm. as a dance. Because it's really part. It's really a flow. You know, right. she is as a movement teacher and as an old dance teacher, and uh, you know, she's a young lady, but she's <laughs> been doing dance goes back a long ways. Um, my alma mater, UCLA, and um. But um, you know, having that dance background, I think, is actually extraordinary, as opposed to having a background in, you know, um, biochemistry, which I totally appreciate. And you know, my my years of studying with Ida Rolf, oh my gosh, so deeply informed and um, learning that the structure of that particular technique, which Judith and I both come out of, um, is so deep in its, um, you know, in its in its inquiry into the body that uh, took a person a, 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 like Ida Rolf, who was a groundbreaking, you know, um, you know, master of the work. Lots of teachers, a few masters. <laughs> right, Judith, right. And Judith, you know, came along, and she was able to take that, all of that um, ability to actually recreate or change or bring back to neutral, neutralize all of the impacts that we incur in life. And so she saw the possibility, and certainly Ida came up with an extraordinary um, format. Um, but it, um, it's a format. And I, again, I, I give great reverence to her. It's hard to break out of a format when you've learned it and it works. And what, um, when I first started studying with Judith in 1973, and she was the first person we as practitioners and to become offers had to study with. So she, Ida and her wisdom said, first you study with Judith. So we spent a week or two, I forget, um, learning to just see bodies. And I was just amazed. And I said, how does she do this? What an interesting talent she has. Wow. She somehow is able to see the complexity of movement and then break it down into the parts. And that's why I say oftentimes she can decode it. She breaks it down in such a way, that's why she's also a master teacher. She can present it so her art of communication, she can actually also model it, as we all know who have studied with her. My gosh, how does she do all these things with her body? And, um, in fact, that's one of her faults. I don't know if she can talk without modeling. <laughs> <laughs> She's always in movement. <laughs> she had to stop, stay still. <laughs> yeah. and, um, but she has that ability to, then, uh, t- to break down, deconstruct, you know, and then, um, and, then put, and then teach it so that you can put it back together so unlike what I was given this extraordinary, I would say, alchemical formula in Rolfing, uh, it didn't allow me to actually problem solve the individual as they walked in at that moment. You know, and right. that's was the sort of the evolution I was able to go through. And I needed to do that uh, at a certain point. Well, actually, what you said about Minnie Rolfer studying with her, uh, my body was in so much pain because the straight angles and straight diagonals are not actually the way the body works. And God bless Ida, but she was um, working with vertical and horizontal lines at that time. I'm not mm-hmm. going to speak for the evolution of Rolfing, but um, the actual way that it was taught, um, and, you know, it comes out of, of our own personalities. And um, so um, that particular way of application is fine if I'm going to do 10 or 15, 10 or 12 sessions a week, maybe 15, maybe 20, but I wanted to do 30 and 35. I wanted a full practice. 
And that's who I am, you know, and I just stepped right out. And, of course, back in 1973 when I walked out and started a practice, here in Southern California, it was like the hottest thing <laughs> to get raw. Right, right. You know, I learned up at Esalon Institute, and that was – um, it was one of the, it was like the groundbreaking um, complement to all of the other human potential sensitivity training workshops at the time. I mean, Ida was a super, you know, um, superstar. And Judith was her, co, co, you know, co-superstar. I mean, there was an incredible at that time. Ida Roth and Judith Aston together. Can you imagine? Wow. That much brilliance well, I, going I, on? <laughs> I've always, I'm, I'm curious about that. And really, you know, you were there and... <laughs> looking at um, those experiences and how those perceptions were, you know, sort of developed and how they influenced each other so beautifully. So, as you were saying, um, if you'd like me to share, I could share you a little bit of that, of that evolution there because <laughs> really? that's kind of how it impacted Wonderful. me. Yeah, so she, you know, Judith was right there, and I could see, and she was beautifully, um, and even in 73 when she was very early on, I could see she was kind of like, not to, I said, I don't know if she's speaking from herself, but she definitely take, took this work as I'd asked her, and she agreed because um, I, I rolfing. Um, I wasn't rolfed by Ida. I mean, I was in class quite a bit because I took many, many classes with Ida. But um, um, but the work both really was amazing for, for Judith, and it's actually it was extraordinary for me. I had lots and lots of injuries from years of as, uh, as a child acrobat and a competitive gymnast. And... Um, and she was, you know, she was she was creating this movement work to to match, you know, Ida's, Ida's, you know, strategy, um, mm-hmm. or her, you know, her, her 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 recipe. But at the same time, and this is what I, what happened is back about five, after about five years of working, my body was killing me. <laughs> it was hurting mm-hmm. everything everything I was doing as a rolfer, seeing thirty people a week. I should be able to do this in a way that doesn't hurt, and I was trying so hard. To improve what I was, the way I was taught, constantly looking at um, you know what I was doing wrong, and then I heard people were st- some of the some dear offer compatriots of mine were studying with with Judith, and she was actually starting to teach um, a whole new kind of way of using our bodies mm-hmm. <laughs> while we did the work. Amazing. And I said, oh, I've got to go do this. And of course, my wife was an Aston was actually an Aston Patterner. She studied seventy five, seventy six, seventy seven. So by seventy eight, seventy seven, seventy eight. Um, during the transition, Ida's transition, uh, Judah's transition, I went up there and t- took the series of classes. And what happened was, when you actually learn to how to walk up to the table, how to measure the height of the table, to what you want to do, to your height, to the person on the table, how they're lying on the table, how you use your feet, how you set up your the, the, the whole setup. <laughs> right. It's like I'm going. Wow, now I'm doing the Zen art. Now I'm doing the Zen art. Nobody ever I learned I learned like what to do, but I didn't learn how to do. And I think right. that, that's where Judith comes in. It's like you can learn a lot of what to do techniques. But when you learn how to do the art, then you can take pretty much all these different techniques, which I've certainly extensive extensive amounts of cranial visceral work, and I use all as you know, as one being in my class, you know, I apply, I use the Aston patterning, you know, p- paradigm, yeah. which are my my favorite um, concepts around that, which I, I say oftentimes in classes. You know, it's all about matching and shaping. Mm-hmm. But matching and shaping goes all the way back, you know, to this person that walked in the door, right? You know, 
from the moment you say hello, all the way to the point where they lay on the table and you put your hands on them. And there was Judith, you know, teaching us how to actually feel all of these different parts of palpation. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, you know, this is extraordinary. And then how to use our bodies, you know, to match, you know, the direction, the layer, the tempo, all while we're shaping without interfacing or in any way disturbing the actual personality of that body. Right. So we weren't imposing. Thereby we weren't imposing. You know, when you don't impose, you all of a sudden get a lot of trust. You get a lot of um, communication. And what happened was um, in order to do this and actually work this way, which, by the way, suddenly my body wasn't in any pain. I was actually dancing. (laughs) Um, The changes were different. They were fuller. They were more three-dimensional. They weren't so much, you know, uh, horizontal perpendicular, basically. They weren't front to back, side to side. They were spiraled through the body, and Mm -hmm. they... um, and what happens is the fullness shows up rather than just length, because oftentimes that's what you need, fullness. Sometimes the person gets fuller and they get shorter. But that's, what, that's actually where their neutral is. And we were doing, you know, as you say, sky hook or top of the head up. And right. Judith was saying, you know, when you go to work, you don't extend from the top of your head, you push off your back foot. You know, it's like, oh, GRF. Push off the back foot and let it come all the way through your body and show up in your hands and then you've got your entire being and the earth, energy itself, you know, working through you, and then just follow and shape, follow and shape that tissue. And um, it changed my entire, the way I worked, and changed the way people showed up And um, afterwards, after the work was done. And I was a little disturbed at first because I just went there to, you know, improve my rolfing. <laughs> <laughs> and suddenly, you know, by using my body differently, the, all the strokes changed. The, cha- the change that people had changed. And suddenly I was able to palpate because by using and touching in a certain way, you can actually assess. And when you start assessing, you start realizing what actually is going on in this person. You know, what can we actually, how could I actually create a session to match exactly their, their, their needs, their desires, their history, um, you know, et cetera. And what would actually um, assist them from my own personal knowledge. So it was kind of liberating <laughs> and I was a little upset because I was a star. I was a star rolfer back in Malibu, and now I came back and I went. I don't know what to do. <laughs> you know, I don't know what to do. So uh, I, I had a long talk fine. with Judith. She said, "She said just trust the work," and I did. And I slowly over time learned to be able to take the work, apply it to my rolfing, and then slowly my my series, my ten series, just disappeared. You know, it slowly dissolved and, and, and relaxed. And in that process of doing that and looking at how could I just take this work into um, actually a technique or a recipe and having the recipe disappear, what started to come out at me was a deeper and deeper understanding of the format itself, you know, the platform that Judith was teaching. Mm-hmm. And then I started studying um, cranial work, and I started studying visceral work, and I found that actually, if you actually know how to go down to the individual specific layers, either through the tissues or bone-to-bone or organ to organ, organ to suspensory ligament, you can actually shape the body as we do an arthro. If you run across a little bit of an obstruction uh, in the tissues, you can loosen up with myo. <laughs> go a little further and pause if you know how to listen to the cranial system and go, oh, at that layer, at that layer, the very specific layer, there is an interference pattern. There's a vector. There's a, a force um, that has been impacted and held there. 
that you don't necessarily get a chance to address unless you shift then, but you're all the time you're shaping and, and matching the body at a very specific layer, and now you're listening to the cranial rhythms. You shift your listening mm-hmm. technique. You shift to, to listening to motility. So you can, I can then apply other formats, you know, other techniques, other listening, because really it's all about listening. That's what we're talking about in Aston Patterning, listening. So she has a paradigm in which to learn to listen. That's the right. most sophisticated and uh, I think quite awesome um, paradigm that I've seen out there. In fact, I don't know how you could have another paradigm because in the particular field of tissue, more dense field, tissue, bone, fluid, which is her masterful mastership, all the other things should work. If they don't, then there's something wrong with that particular platform. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because everything on the planet, you know, everything in the different um, dimensions should all be consistent. And so that's why I say she's really a natural scientist that just found one particular place, which is the more solid world, um, the one that we live in, the world of duality, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that world, there's an interface with the energetic world that works perfectly. So that's, um, that's what I and, – and, and not only that, um, I've been able to then use, as I've taught, the visceral and the cranial um, – uh, concepts so that it can be um, applied back into a structural model. Yes. The structural wow. model mm-hmm. is so important because this is, you know, with with all of our, you know, esoteric um, loves, we still have to come back and live on the planet, you know, and um, <laughs> say hello <laughs> to each other. How do, how do we bring that into our world? Uh, yes, in a, in a way that's kind of painless. And so back um, when I was, um, back in 1978, and there was a guy up in Menlo Park, and he was doing this work on people, and uh, one of his clients, he was doing Aston Patterning, but he had, he'd also been a rolfer, um, John, I won't say his last name, it doesn't matter. But John um, uh, was uh, one of Ida's students and was studying with with, with Judith uh, as a small group of us were at that time, just kind of like, wow, okay, what else have you got? <laughs> and and he was a little ahead of me, and he was um, doing this work, and one of his clients uh, over at Stanford, I believe, a student there, wrote a, an article in the local paper, said, you know, painless rolfing, you know, a, a story about painless rolfing. And the other rolfer in town, you know, you know, wrote Ida Rolf and said, you know, here's a, here's an article, you know, I mean, what am I, you know, um, you know, chop turkey or something, you know, like this guy does painless rolfing and I just do rolfing. And, uh, and of course that got my attention. And that was one of the things, of course, at the time that um, I just said, you know, we're either rolfing or we're not. And so Judith, you know, if you've got some new work, I think she was, you know, you, you need to do what I once did, you know, go explore, yeah. take off. Um right. Yes, you know, you, you, probably this format is not the right one for you. So, of course, she did that, uh, I guess, 76, 77. And, um, and anyway, that, but that got my attention. And sure enough, the work is painless. And people say to me all often, I thought you were a rolfer. And I say, well, there's actually another woman, you know, that I studied with. And um, because they say to me, but you're so deep. <laughs> right. I mean, right. You're, you're as deep as any rolfer, in fact. But I can actually experience it because it's not causing me to contract so the joy of having you this deep, you know, is now, you know, a, a pleasure that I can experience and right. be with so, you and stay with you and, and, and let go with you and all that stuff, you know. Right. So really being present to the changes that are happening doesn't need to necessarily involve 
pain. We've often, I think, trained people that, you know, you have to go through the pain to feel good, and if you're not in pain, then there's this perception that it's not, you know, going to work. But this is a very, you know... It's not hard enough. It's not deep enough, yes. Right. If it doesn't hurt, it's not deep enough. But we can get very, very deep in the tissue but and really touch those areas that have not had uh, the fluid interchange that we're looking for and release, but, you know, doing it in such a way that creates the expansion without pain. And I think that's a very key uh, discussion that could, you know, take us another hour or so to explore further. And um, I really appreciate you sort of uh, bringing that up because it is so juicy. I I feel like this is a good sort of wrapping up place. And like I said, I could I could listen to you talk for for days, Harvey. And I I know you know these, and I love talking with you, Michelle. And and, uh, you know all these things, the word expansion, you know, and all these we could just tease these out, you know, and have wonderful conversations on them. So that so maybe another time. I would love to talk to you some more about this. So I really appreciate your time and. Your your insight is profound, and your knowledge of the history is is so great. And I'm sure many people who would listen to this call, you know, would find it enlightening to kind of get a taste of this perspective. And um, so, thank you so much, Harvey, for you're welcome uh, uh, talking to with me today. And just for those of you on the call or, or listening later, I want to invite you to some of our upcoming classes. Uh, You can find them on the Aston Kinetics website, astonkinetics.com. And a couple I want to highlight, we're going to be down in Los Angeles, California, which we have not had a class in many years, March 26th through 30th. So I hope this intrigues your interest. I'll be one of the teachers as well as Judith. She's not going to be teaching these intro classes much longer here. So I really would like to invite you to step into this class. It's the fundamentals, seeing with insight and moving beyond posture. So it's going to give you a taste of the Aston assessment and some of the movement techniques to how to how to find your own posture and how to teach your clients to embody this new paradigm of posture and movement. And if this is speaking to you in any way, if you're looking to grow your practice and take a deep dive into the certification, then you'll need all four fundamental classes before the fall of 2015. So they've opened applications now, so contact the office. If you have any questions, that's office at astonkinetics.com, and you can talk to Sarah about what you're interested in and what do you need to move forward. So you all have a wonderful new year. This is uh, January 2015, and I look forward to seeing you in some of these classes. All right. Thank you so much. Goodbye.